0: Monkey like a monkey. Hey, hey, hey! Back at it!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, are you ready? Mystics podcast. What up? Uh-huh. Oh, you didn't know. Ah, shit. The best in the world. So what do you think a 2018 so far? Phenomenal one will be. I think
0: that's what I think. Well, let me tell you
1: something,
0: it's off to a decent start. There's a lot of negatives right off the bat of the year, but that's any year, that's any day, that's any moment. In time.
1: And that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. No, 2018, old, like, so. I, I already have, like, facepalmed about this year so much. Because of our, and of course I'm talking about Stan no. Stan Lee is being berated with uh threats of lawsuits from women who have claimed they that he's abused them over the years, nurses and such.
0: Did you see my uh did you see my post on Facebook about that?
1: I'm sure I did.
0: I was like I, I basically I said, Fuck all this shit. I would pay Stan Lee to let me have oral sex with him. I'd, I'd pay him to put his dick in my mouth. Fuck all these bitches. Me, 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 me. me. Shut up. But that's, that's half of
1: these fucking things, anyways.
0: There's a difference between being raped and being like. The worst
1: hey, part baby. is half these bitches are probably confusing him with Hugh Hefner. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, after the Harvey Weinstein thing, there there's predators who do horrible shit. And it sounds like Harvey Weinstein was a pretty shitty dude. But then it's like anybody who's, like, flirted with a woman now is boycotted from, from Hollywood. I watched The Ranch. I don't know if anybody else does. But Danny Masterson now, they fired him because some women said, like, he fucking grabbed their ass or something like that. You know, hide from that 70s show. I would expect him to do yeah. something like that. You know? Um, Lou, right. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is getting women saying that, that he masturbated in front of him. Have you looked at Louis C.K.? That's probably the only female interaction right. he's going to get. Let him have it. <laughs> <laughs> the, man, the man is not fucking Brad right. Pitt.
1: And, and, and come on, masturbating in front of somebody is not sexual assaulting that person. You're sexual assaulting yourself. That's
0: true. That's true. And he probably, so unless
1: he's filing the charges.
0: You know, he probably didn't want to do it. <laughs> he was just like, oh, I guess. I better do it now. Ain't going to get none at home. It's yeah, that
1: hormone it. month.
0: They got, they got.
1: Uh... Watching Big Mouth.
0: <laughs> I love Big Mouth. I've watched it through twice now. Yeah, you got Stanley. Lee. I'm on my first
1: pass. you everybody. Oh,
0: you'll, you'll like it. You'll like it.
1: The first... Anybody who has any kind of social stature in Hollywood is probably a womanizer of some sort.
0: Yeah. And a good chunk of the women who got around in Hollywood got around because they let themselves get womanized. A lot of the women wouldn't be in the position they are now if they didn't.
1: Videos, people. Casting... Yep, yep. You know, there was a time when... And it was recognized. That's how you get ahead in life. Well, um... You know, I want to say... Secretaries and... I'm trying
0: to say, I think it was, um... Was it Sir Ian McCollum? It was one of the... It was one of the very gay, older celebrities out here. I think it was Sir Ian McCollum. He did an interview where he said, you know, he's he's seen women give their headshot to a producer and, and they would sign it with, uh... What did he say? It would say, um... Um, at at producer's discretion or, or at director's discretion or something. Anyways, it basically meant, hey, I'll suck your dick if you give me this role. And these women are giving it to the producers. You know, they're they're coming to the producers saying, hey, I'll suck your dick if you give me the role. I mean, this is Sir Ian McCallum, <laughs> who's gay. I mean, he's not making this up. And we all know what happens. We know what happens. As many men that maybe did something to a woman they didn't want them to do, those same women, or that many women, whether they wanted to do it or not, Went after a big shot and and did something to him just to get somewhere, and they initiated the contact.
1: Who's the victim here? Who's the victim here?
0: The men. The men are the victims.
1: Yes, they're being used by women for places of power.
0: Exactly, it's disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about it. Honestly. Boy, this got political fast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Wow.
0: But fuck it. It's the our V6 show. A- yeah. Course. And this no, is right, right. At least this this now we have at least something so that when we do get huge and popular, they're going to drag this up and then they're going to bury our show because we'll get huge and popular and once you're huge and popular and making money is when this shit'll come out.
1: So we gave it to them. We oh, need yeah. something yeah, for be- them. Hey, it's okay, because even when this comes up and the backlash happens, we'll just get more famous off of it. That's yeah. that's what we're seeing in social media these days. Uh, that, that Logan Paul kid who stumbled across a dead body in the Japanese suicide forest, he's definitely more famous now than he was beforehand. Yeah,
0: I never heard of the bastard until I seen his head popping up in memes, and then I looked into him and found out who he is. I, I haven't gone on and one checked any of his videos,
1: but... <laughs> no, I haven't watched it any either. I'm not, I'm not like that. But the world is. Yeah. Yep. The good old days. Mm. The good old days. If you like this kind of band, I want you to stay tuned for a new show coming from the Cloud Style Broadcasting family. And that show is called Buttered Pop Culture, where each episode we will delve into... The realm of pop culture, and things that are going on, and we will dissect it. We will and stick our penises in its.
0: Yeah, whether it's uh, movies, TV, music, politics, um, a new invention, uh, conspiracies, books, magazines, what's going on in the the educational system, everything and anything. It's if it's in pop culture, man, we're going to be discussing it. And we're gonna be giving our opinions on it, straightforward, <laughs> unadulterated, the way we give your opinion, our opinions on wrestling. And you best believe, man, you hear us disagree about shit in wrestling. Just wait till we start getting political or talking about like our favorite shows. Oh, you'll have... <laughs> it's gonna get We good. actually see
1: eye to eye in the world of wrestling pretty well,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't know what they're in for. It's gonna be a wild ride, and we're excited to take y'all on it for sure. Oh, shizzy! We got a sponsor today, pay Oh, you know
1: we do, and of course, I'm talking about Monster Wear Clothing. No! For all your vinyl decal, t shirt, hockey mask, and other needs, hit up Barry Matthews on Facebook or Monsterwear on Facebook. Search it up in your search bar. Get some really great quality products at a reasonable price with excellent turnaround times. You don't want to miss out. Let him know Fasty White sent you. He'll hook you up real nice and maybe even give you half a hand job. And then he'll come back later and sue you
0: for it. (laughs) Oh, well, I think it's about that time to take a walk,
1: White. I suppose we must go to the land of the refrigerator.
0: Refrigerator, why do I love you so? Because you hold my food and my beer, so you're my heart and soul. Refrigerator. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. mm. I'm back,
1: baby. I'm back. I'm back. All right. Back. Funky like a monkey. Yes. What did you find on your the refrigerator?
0: On my trip to the refrigerator, I I took a trip in the Wayback Machine to my refrigerator. Actually, what happened a few days ago, an old acquaintance of mine, a loke from back in the day, got a hold of me and said, hey, I'm going to be in town. You want to hit it up? I was like, hey, let's hit it up. So he comes over and he brings a beer I had never had till I had fucking uh, rolled with him and drank with him. But uh, most Minnesotans will know it. I don't know. Is it a Minnesotan beer? It's written in cursive. It's hard to read, man. I don't read cursive very well. But anyways, everybody will recognize this. It's an oldie. It's a goodie. It's a cheapie. It's Ham's.
1: Oh, yeah. Ham's is definitely a Minnesota beer. Ham's.
0: It's a, It's. It, you know, it's It's a cheaper beer. It's the beer it's,
1: Kanye West put Minnesota on the Met for.
0: I Oh, I don't listen to Kanye, so I guess I wouldn't know that.
1: He coined the term "going ham," and going ham means you're gonna get wasted off some hams.
0: Oh man, so, I thought that was powering a fat chick when she was drunk.
1: <laughs> well, maybe
0: it's drunk off hams, so maybe. It, uh, yeah, right, right. That's what I call it, it. All stems from the same,
1: same thing. Hey, speaking about going <laughs> ham,
0: real quick, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop in on a on uh, a venture that might be better for buttered pop culture or for fantastic fables. But I, I hear all this talk about this show called Black Mirror, and it sounds like all really good shit. I'm like, man, I'm looking for stuff to watch. It's on my Netflix. It's like, all right, man, let's check it out. So I watched the first episode yesterday.
1: Yeah, I got and through the first episode. Go back.
0: I didn't care for the first episode at all, but man, the ending is 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 awesome. You said you've already seen it?
1: Yeah, just the first episode.
0: Okay, that's all I've seen too. So spoilers, folks, cuz you know we spoil everything. <laughs> At the end of the episode, the fucking Prime Minister of England fucks a pig for, like, an hour. <laughs> like, literally fucks a pig for an hour. It's fucking insane. It's crazy. It's awesome. Um, that's going ham right there. Yeah, that's my hams, man. My loke from that down the way, he brought over some hams. And so, uh, so I'm hamming it up today, man. I like it. It's a good... You know what? It, it tastes... It doesn't taste like as cheap a beer as it is, but it doesn't taste like really good beer. It's like oh yeah, man. <coughs> right, it's, yeah. It's a beer. That, that I, I think enjoy. of it I think
1: of it on the long along the lines of like uh, red dog. It's a red dog ish beer.
0: Yeah, actually, um I I I I think it tastes a lot like Miller High Life also. Mm,
1: it's almost yeah. like a
0: Minnesotan Miller High Life.
1: But Fun fact about hams, too. Uh, the last Fat Camp Festival, we went, and somebody ended up going out for a beer run partway through and came back with, I think, 3 three thirty 30-packs of hams, which was way too much for even our group of 18 people to finish <laughs> in the weekend because we had, we had liquor, and we had other fun things to do at festivals. And so... We ended up taking over half of it home with us. Three years later, go to the studio to record some music with Trip. In his mini fridge, he still has cans of hams <laughs> from that weekend. Three-year-old hams. Like, huh? holy shit. He's like, you want a beer? Nah, nah, nah. Nobody wants to drink that shit. But well, we can hold on to it forever and keep right. the memory alive. It's,
0: it's a memory. Damn Fuck right.
1: yeah.
0: Plus, <laughs> one night when you're really sauced and all the beers <laughs> ran out, man. You'll right. open a couple of them. Crack 'em the crack them open. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Probably get you drunker just like the Twinkie that Homer let lay around for 30 years.
1: Right. Yep. What was in your refrigerator, Pasty? What? Well, the same thing that's been in the refrigerator for the past few weeks. Yes, folks, it is Black Velvet and Coca-Cola.
0: Black Velvet and a little of smoke. I'd like some velvety and some coke. What's-
1: to do with black velvet?
0: I don't know. <laughs> just it's just fun, man. Just go with the flow. Just just be loose. Open those loose. cheeks and let it slide right in. Wow. All right.
1: So, Maybe it's time to talk about some wrestling yeah. after I let you chill for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, We got we got wrestling to talk about I can't tell if we got a lot to talk about today Or not a lot to talk about today It started seeming like we didn't have much at all Then it seemed like we kind of do And I'm not sure So we're just going to let it go We'll go with the flow We'll see what happens And we're going to try We're going to try We're going to try to keep it right around two hours, folks Maybe Maybe it's a little less than two hours this week Maybe it's a little more I don't know I don't know when we're starting recording this thing. So fuck it. But um <laughs> but yeah, I think we got stuff to talk about and I we're going to start with some good things, which are some some new signings. There's wrestlers are getting jobs. Anytime anytime anybody's getting a job in this economy, just fucking raise a glass to that. So we got some signings to report. First off, Candice LeRae, my girl. I couldn't believe they didn't sign her immediately when she was on the uh, the Mae Young Classic. But Candice LeRae has signed a developmental deal with the WWE, according to a recent report by Squared Circle Sirens. She is set to start training at the Performance Center in the next few weeks, as she has passed her medical testing. So that's all taken care of. The, the I's have been dotted, the T's have been crossed. And and everything's ready to go. If you remember, as I mentioned earlier, LeRae participated in the May Young Classic Tournament last year. Although she won her first and second round matches, she ended up being eliminated in the quarterfinals by Shayna Baszler. Candice made her debut in NXT, competing in a battle royal to determine the number one contender for Asuka's NXT Women's Championship last April. And... She also participated in a battle royal which was won by Nikki Cross to determine one of the contenders for the vacant NXT Women's Championship at NXT TakeOver WarGames last October after Asuka had forfeited the belt due to injuries. Candice LeRae has worked for various promotions such as Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and Combat Zone Wrestling having held the World Tag Team Championships with Joey Ryan as one of my favorite tag teams, the world's cutest tag team in both of those uh, companies, as well as wrestling in Ring of Honor, Shimmer, Shine, Women Superstars Uncensored, and in TNA Impact.
1: Woo! Woo indeed. <laughs> I'm excited
0: for her. I definitely... I love Candace.
1: I definitely know the name. I can't say where from.
0: She's um, she's hardcore. Like she, she'll do bloody, hardcore, glass, barbed wire. Well, then WWE matches. is the place for her. <laughs> you know, um, world's cutest tag team has won titles. They're they're a great tag team. Her and Joey Ryan just work amazingly well together. They're just
1: awesome. Think they'll find Joey Ryan next. Then
0: nope. <laughs> Damn. I don't see Why not? the uh, I don't see them doing the dick twist. I just don't that see he can it. He could date
1: you in the next Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs>
0: I think this is a big signing for them for the women's division because she is um she's not green. I mean she's a veteran, she's she's competed, she's she's ready to go. Um, she could probably easily go to the main roster, but I would say put her in NXT, let her build a following there let her get used to the WWE camera styles and stuff like that. And um, I think she'll do. I think she'll do great. I hope she does great. Yeah. Yeah. A man of a man of few yeah. words today, pasty. you're a good man. <laughs> um, another signing is Gabe <coughs> Sapolsky. He is reportedly going to be signing a contract with wwe soon according to pw insider sapolsky has been working for the e on a handshake agreement while helping out at nxt tv tapings according to the report sapolsky will retain his position and responsibilities with wwn live which is the parent company of evolve we've talked about sapolsky or sapolsky and um his 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 connection between WWE and Evolve. He helps run Evolve. That's a um, I want to say it's a West Coast company, but maybe I'm thinking of it because of PWG. But I want to say Evolve is a West Coast company. But they they do a lot of stuff, and WWE's been working with them. So this this can only be good for them unless they take Sapolsky completely in the long term. Uh, back in August, Sapolsky commented on his role in NXT in a WWN Alerts email, and at that time he denied that he was joining NXT full time, saying in the email there is no talk of a writer's job at NXT, I am not there for a tryout as has been rumored I am there because because we all want to have the best tools and ideas possible to lead pro wrestling into the future NXT is an opportunity for me to improve my skills and then spread that knowledge to everyone in WWN
1: you take, White? Pretty cool. Um, I, I'm not really familiar with Sapolsky in general, but it's always good to have somebody capable helping out the um, program.
0: Sapolsky, he actually, he kind of made his name. I, I, he worked with ECW a little bit, but he really made his name in the early days of Ring of Honor, and he was one of those guys who did writing, storylines, helped with promos. He was just a a, a jack-of-all-trades in the early days of Ring of Honor. And he he is credited as one of the main men to to their success, Uh, Ring of Honor. If you like all the classic Ring of Honor, the Daniel Bryanson, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, um, Christopher Daniels, AJ Styles, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. If you're a fan of them, a lot of that uh, came back to Gabe Sapolsky. So he's a... He's a brilliant mind right up there with Paul Heyman, I would say.
1: You know, I've been hearing more and more about these WWE handshake deals. And I think this is something that needs to be done more often.
0: Yeah.
1: Where there isn't a contract, but as long as the company can use you and you can help the company do it, I think this should be the same way with a lot of superstars that they're signing. It should be a handshake agreement. That way... If anybody is unhappy with the way they are, they can just take their leave. You know
0: what I mean? Right. Well, and as I mentioned above, you know, in NXT you see that actually a, a good deal, because Candice LeRae is just now getting signed. She's been on NXT twice, you know, in, in big like in yeah. big deals. They were both something connected to the uh, women's championship. So it's good to see them doing it down there. But I agree. I think um, I think WWE is more confident in themselves that they feel like they can't screw WWE because everybody's so much smaller than them. So they have nothing to lose, you know? Yeah. Who knows? But I think it's positive for the whole business, WWE included. A big name here, Rey Mysterio Jr. (laughs) He could finally be making his way to the Impact Arena soon and for the first time ever. According to Mr. Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, Impact officials are trying to get Mysterio signed for the next round of tapings in Orlando. As of tonight, this night, the the, uh, the 12th of January, there is no deal. But there are talks still happening between the two sides. Or at least, so says Impact, as of today. It was reported back in the summer that Ray was entertaining offers from WWE and Impact, which was going by GFW at the time. The talks with WWE fell through, though, due to a number of dates desired. Ray did not want to work that many dates, and WWE did not want to hire a wrestler who wasn't going to work those dates. They didn't feel he was a uh, Brock Lesnar draw. So uh, the last top U.S. promotion that Rey Mysterio has worked for was Lucha Underground, which he could still do, even if he signs with Impact Wrestling. Mysterio told ESPN in December that he's not currently signed to any deal, saying, I quote, I'm not locked up to any company. I'm an independent contractor, as we say. I could go to work wherever I want. That's the beautiful thing about being on this side of the fence. You don't have a commitment with only one company. You can go around and pretty much wrestle wherever you want. You can choose when you want your off days to be. That was one of my main priorities when I left WWE.
1: Man, he's got a great mentality. What if independent contractor was your relationship status? (laughs) It has
0: been. It has been from time to time. I don't know that the woman knew that They should right?
1: have that setting on Facebook. Right,
0: independent relationship contractor. status.
1: Independent contractor.
0: <laughs> right there with Mormon. <laughs> and then it has a drop box for all your wives.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: this this could be a huge uh this could be a huge coup for impact. I mean, obviously if Hogan, Sting and Angle didn't make them the next big thing. Mysterio isn't going to, but the fact that they've let go a lot of big name people that they were holding on to
1: this, this
0: right. I mean, Mysterio is a big
1: name. So. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He might not be a Brock Lesnar, but God damn it. He's close.
0: And, and merchandising, man, you can make money. You could make money just having his merchandising without even him showing up and wrestling.
1: I'll be completely honest here, and this is probably going to cause some drama and trouble with the listeners, but I personally feel that uh, Rey Mysterio is one of the only masked lucha wrestlers I I find entertaining to watch. I like Rey. Maybe it's because I grew up with him. All I
0: gotta say is Ciero Mero. (laughs)
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Look it up. You'd be impressed. Ciero it's the catchphrase of a no, an amazing
1: like his personality and his gimmick and and everything about the guy. So,
0: Oh yeah. No, he's great. He's great. <coughs> uh, the original, goes, Ray... he... the original Ray Mysterio was super talented. That was actually he's... Ray's uncle.
1: Uh, With with Jericho, that'd be fun.
0: Oh yeah, that would. Them two had some great matches in uh, ECW and WCW back in the day, in the early '90s and mid '90s. Awesome matches.
1: It's hard that Mysterio is that old because he looks like such a little boy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but if you you know what, if you watch him (laughs) wrestle nowadays though, he looks that old. I mean, he is he's smartly changed his wrestling style. He doesn't look like Hulk Hogan. (laughs) He he doesn't look like beat up and, and worn, but he doesn't wrestle the same style he did when he was in ECW and WCW. And that's smart. That's super smart because he wants to be able to continue to work and walk and hold his kids and live. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not knocking that in the least. In fact, I encourage more wrestlers. Work your ass off in your teens and 20s. And completely change your style when you get in your thirties. I mean,
1: Don't Mysterio's kids, believe Eddie Guerrero, now. <laughs> that a thing for a little while? Eduardo.
0: Yeah, that 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 ladder match for the rights of a uh, uh, of Mysterio's kid was kind of weird.
1: That- I think that was uh, Eddie's most heel role. Oh, I it was. He ever had.
0: It was. It was awesome too. Um... <laughs> But, uh yeah, it was pretty stupid. <laughs> this is a legal binding yeah. thing. Come on. <laughs> Can I take... The- you know I'll tell you what, though. Fucking Mori would be way more fucking entertaining if instead of doing them fucking <laughs> lie detectors and blood tests, they just had ladder matches. <laughs> I would fucking watch Mori. Fucking dude grabs the case off the fucking... uh, Grabs the papers off the ladder and shit. You are not the father! (laughs) Drops an elbow. Boom! That would
1: be great. And just
0: hang hang the kid up there. (laughs) Don't don't even hang papers. Hang the kid up there. That's what I want to (laughs) see. Hang the fucking... Like Judy Bagwell on a pole. Just hang a kid in the middle of the fucking... (laughs) Oh, man. No, not
1: by his neck, you sick bastards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Man, we, we still got signings to go to. This one, this might end up being longer than I expected, but that's all right, man. Um, We got another signing. Brian Cage. Some of y'all might not recognize that name, but he is another Lucha Underground performer, and he actually has signed with Impact Wrestling. He worked two matches both with enhancement talents, and won them both at just this last taping they had. Now, this isn't Cage's first time in an Impact ring. He had tryout matches with the company back in 2012 and 2013, and he also wrestled at the Destination X one-night-only event in 2014, which I actually have on DVD. But he wasn't signed to a deal then. Cage is actually a former Lucha Underground Gift of the Gods champion, and he had a stint in uh, WWE developmental back when, uh, before NXT, when they had FCW. He worked in FCW for WWE for a little bit. Um, this is a guy who's really big, really jacked, um, but but kind of quick and agile. What do you what do you know about Cage, Pasty, my man?
1: Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, he's an all
0: right talent. He's not at my, you know, when you look at the the lucha underground roster he is not at the top of my list but he's been towards the main event the whole time he's been there um just think of a a big jacked dude but is more talented than uh, more talented than jinder mahal but not near as talented as say like a brock lesnar or um who's another big jack dude who's talented um EC3, no more near as talented as EC3 either. But still, good for him. Good for him for going out there. Um, he He's another one. I don't know if he's going to be in Lucha Underground uh, Season 4 or not, but he, as far as my understanding is, he could. I mean, Impact has said they have open contracts, so we could see him in both Impact and Lucha Underground. Um, and now, the one that, that makes me uh, probably the second most giddy Candice Larea marked out for But The greatest man who ever lived A-double Austin Aries Returned to Impact Wrestling At Wednesday night's tapings And made short order Of Eli Drake Winning their top belt The global championship from him This makes him currently a four Title champion As of right now He holds the World Series Wrestling Championship the IPW UK World Championship, the Defiant Championship, as well as Impact's Global Championship. Basically, we were just talking about Austin Aries not too long ago, man. What 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 do you think?
1: I'm I'm pretty stoked on it, man. Austin Aries deserves it. And WWE WW... so, so go get it where you can. Austin Aries is definitely one of the best wrestlers out there in the professional wrestling world, and he deserves every little bit of it.
0: Yeah, you know, and one of the best talkers, when he was an announcer in WWE, I mean, they could have kept him on as just Wonderful. a fucking announcer and made money off of him. They should have. Um, they should have. And he wanted Granted,
1: to. he would want to wrestle. But there you do. You do a handshake deal where you announce for WWE and you can wrestle for whoever you want to.
0: When he was on, uh, when he was on I think it was Jericho's podcast, he said... I told WWE if they didn't want me to wrestle, I'd stay on as a manager. I'd stay on as an announcer. I just wanted to be in WWE and make money. Um, but he's making money elsewhere. He's making good money. Oh yeah! Um, he is a former. He's a former TNA uh, champion when it was the World Champion when it was TNA World Championship, and he's actually a four-time former X Division champion. For anybody who's followed TNA. I don't know what they do now, but it used to be the rule was if you held the X title, the X division title, that gave you that was almost a money in the bank. You could cash in your title against the world champion and face them for the world title. the 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 deal was if you didn't win the world title, you forfeited the X division title. And um, Austin Aries is the one who made that rule, at least in storyline wise. Storyline wise, he's the one who said. That's what this is going forward. He did it. He won the championship. I I enjoy every time I see, hear, watch, look at, or think about Austin Aries. Good for you, A-double. Good for you, you son of a bitch. Hell yeah.
1: Yep, he, he definitely deserves it. You deserve it. You deserve it. Oh, it hurts to clap my hands. <laughs> I'm beat the fuck up today, man. Yeah, that's I true. couldn't even squeak my dog's squeaky toy. For I those don't... of you who don't know, I started a new job working at a liquor distilling plant because Lord knows that's where I need to be. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I'm a ah. who just started dealing crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's all the signings, but good for all of them. We hope the best for every one of them. We hope to see them succeed. I'm happy for any positive thing that happens for anybody. And when it's involving wrestling, it just, you know, has a place in my heart. Good for all of them. But speaking of impact, executives Don Callis, some of you may know him as the Jacko from WWE, and Scott Damore revealed during a media conference call that new championships will be introduced in April when they hold their next round of television tapings. So they're making brand new championships, redesigning the whole, the whole gambit. It is believed that they will change the name of their main title back to a world title from the current global title, which was given during the short-lived GFW phase of the company
1: rest in peace global force wrestling
0: <laughs>
1: rest in piss
0: i don't even i'm i'm positive about almost any venture in wrestling but man that gfw was just a fucking
1: joke <laughs> from the beginning right. to the end uh the worst part is is it's probably not even done yet
0: nosebleed yeah you need chicken noodle soup
1: Sorry, my son, my,
0: son, yeah, my son has a nosebleed and he wants a snack. <laughs> and my son doesn't snack like someone <laughs> else. like me. A snack isn't like, oh, I'm going to have a couple chips. Or it isn't like, oh, I'm going to eat some toast. Right. For us, a snack is like a, a small meal, like a lunch. Let me have
1: a lunch. Yeah, yeah a no, son. no, no, that's, that's me too. <laughs> I hate to eat sweets and junk food. When I want a snack, I want like some crackers and cheese and meat. Like cheese and meat. Yeah. Is like the main basis of a snack for me. Exactly. Like, I'm fuck hungry. yeah, make some extra chicken for dinner. That way, when I get hungry later, I can go grab some fucking chicken.
0: That's how I am, too. Yeah, That's I mean, like we, we have cookies and shit, but nobody wants cookies when you got, you know, meat. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I raised him well. He's a, he's a young beef stick in training, that. Young means.
1: beef stick. That's got to be his new nickname. That's going to be his rapper name.
0: Ironically, one of his nicknames is Cookie,
1: which is.
0: <laughs> but I like I like Young Beefstick.
1: Young Beefstick. Young Beefstick. Slapping. He can you. be a mumble rapper. Oh my gosh.
0: He could. He could. Um. In related <laughs> news, yet this is I'll huge. go straight for him. This and 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 I'm gonna say it mockingly, but I'm serious. This is huge.
1: Huge.
0: Um, something that's never happened before. Destiny Wrestling. Almost everybody listening to this and watching this has no idea what Destiny Wrestling is. But, folks, Destiny Wrestling <laughs> is making history at their upcoming Carnage event next Sunday in Mississauga, Ontario. Holy fuck, I practiced that name like three times and I actually nailed it. Yay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they booked
1: new... That's funny because in- means water and Mississauga is basically like saying Mississippi. At
0: that point, <laughs> it's a Native American word. Come on, just like ninety-five like percent of the towns in Minnesota and the name Minnesota, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no ninety
1: um, percent of the names of Minneapolis, even Hiawatha oh, and, yeah. and Minnehaha. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. And folks, for every fucking Washishu out there listening to this, Minnehaha does not fucking mean laughing waters. Shut the fuck up. You think, you think the native word for, for laughing is ha-ha? What the fuck? God, that's so degrading when I hear people say that. Mini ha-ha was the Native American term for laughing waters. Fuck you and your ha-ha. Fuck you and your ha-ha. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry, that's my rant. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. Feel better. Oh, Destiny Wrestling, folks. You remember this? Did you hear this? All right, that's my Channeling my David Letterman. Destiny Wrestling has booked new Impact Global Champion or World Champion Austin Aries against current WWE United Kingdom Champion Pete Dunn. The match marks the very first time a current WWE title holder will face off with a current Impact Wrestling title holder. Not only is, is this historically huge... This match, these two are two amazing fucking athletes. You got nothing on this, Pacey? Yeah, I thought you'd have something on this.
1: I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, how, how how crazy would it be if us, is it for the UK title at all?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure that, I, I don't think either title's on the line. I could almost guarantee you the, the United Kingdom title's not on the line. WWE's not doing that. Oh, it should be. But I'm pretty sure it's champion versus champion, not title versus title. You know what I mean?
1: How awesome would that be, though, if Austin Aries took a WWE title when he's not even signed? <laughs> that, would, that would be... You wouldn't give it to me while I was there.
0: <laughs> that would be so awesome. That would be just epic, I tell you what. I, would, I think that would be pretty pretty damn cool. Talk about bragging rights. Right. Right. Uh, WWE would have. They'd just make a new United Kingdom title. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time they didn't acknowledge a title change. Like when? Well, actually, a lot of times, but the the one that sticks in my mind and Antonio Inoki won the WWF heavyweight title. (sighs) Who did he win it from? Oh man, all the wrestling geeks are just yelling at the computer right now because it's, it's super famous. I cannot remember. <laughs> but he won it over in the. No, Japan. just yelling. Oh, Ricky! No, I, I want to say he did it uh, against Ric Flair in the short time that Ric Flair was in WWE. Uh, for some reason, that sticks out. But um, Antonio Inoki won it. And then when, when uh, whoever the title holder was, Ric Flair, whoever came back to the States, WWE just didn't acknowledge it. They're just like, nope, didn't happen. <clears throat> And you know, there's no internet back then. That was probably like uh, 91, 92, 93. That's the short amount of time that Flair was in WWE. So, you know, there's no internet. Who's going to fucking tell them otherwise? You're going to get the, the Japanese fucking Herald delivered to your house? But it, it's happened. It's happened a, a, a handful of times. You know that Pat Patterson won the uh, the Intercontinental title, the very first one, <laughs> in a tournament down in Rio de Janeiro, right?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: that was bullshit too. They just made up the title and gave it to him. Do you know why they said it was in? <laughs> do you know why they said it was in Rio de Janeiro? Why? Besides the fact they needed somewhere out of the state so that they could completely lie about a tournament that never took place. Um, the reason they picked Rio de Janeiro, and this is according to Bruce Pritchard, who was heavily involved in, in storylines and backstage and hiring and wrestling and all of that back at that time, uh, according to, uh, according to Bruce Pritchard, the reason they said it was in Rio de Janeiro was because with Pat Patterson's, uh, French accent, he's French Canadian, with Pat Patterson's French accent, he could not say Rio de Janeiro, <laughs> so they made it a place he couldn't fucking say just to fuck with him. <laughs> And I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I fucking believe yeah. it.
1: That's pretty
0: great. Oh. What do we got now? Oh, the days before the internet. I know, right? <laughs> I love, Matt. I love listening to the old stories of back in the day before there were so many restrictions and laws and rules that the wrestlers had to follow. It seemed like such a fucking blast. I mean, if you ignore getting like five Sharpies shoved up your ass, but still... <laughs> that can be fun, depending on who you are. Right. Pat Patterson might have you enjoyed it. In an old sphincter. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, this is huge. This, this is huge. I know we, we went off on a tangent about that, but, I mean, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to, I hope to find this somewhere online. Um, Not that I'm contoning pirating, but if you can find it on, on YouTube or Daily Motion or some other website, Great, stream
1: awesome You can't get in trouble for that shit.
0: Yeah, this is going to be an awesome match. Um, so on to some big news. This is actually, uh, this is actually what you all tuned in for. The reason everybody's yeah. watching this, listening to this, is because John Cena is finally turning heel. John Cena is officially not like, oh, he's getting booze. John Cena is officially a bad guy. We're not making this up. We're not like, we're not, we're not making this up. Because you're going to be seeing a lot of John Cena, but not in WWE, folks. Not in Impact, not in Lucha Underground, New Japan. You're going to be seeing a lot of WWE's John Cena on Nickelodeon.
1: Same place you've seen a lot of John Cena for the last five years.
0: Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. So he will host this year's Kid Choice Awards. This is actually his second time hosting. And he's also going to be voicing a brand new enemy. Yes, folks, a bad guy, an evildoer, perhaps a minion of Shredder. This is a brand new enemy on the new Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show for Nickelodeon. The enemy is named Baron Draxum. Uh, Pacey and I have figured out this is actually just Byron Saxton. Uh, that's who he's. That's who he's, he's modeled <laughs> after is Byron Saxton. <laughs> but that'll be very interesting. I like all the Ninja Turtles shows. I watch them all. I loved Ninja Turtles when I was a kid, and I still watch them. Um, but that's not all. He's also going to be an executive producer of a new show called Keep It Spotless. And Cena actually was talking to the Variety magazine about the new relationship with Nickelodeon, saying, Nickelodeon and I share the same looking glass. You got that, Alice? Fucking right. We like to make kids laugh. We like kids to have fun. Nickelodeon doesn't do programming that doesn't have comedy in it, that doesn't have smiles in it. I really enjoy putting smiles on faces. Cena talked about the appeal of his role on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and he said hey if you were of my age you know Ninja Turtles you were a fan of Ninja Turtles and being able to recreate Ninja Turtles and be involved in the franchise is really special Cena also talked about the format of the new show Keep It Spotless saying it's like the chaos and the slime ability of kids choice meets the crazy scene in the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory where everyone is wearing white suits and the kid gets transported through the TV. He says, it's gonna be super special to kids. Um, you know, I'm excited for the Ninja Turtles spot, but it sounds like this new show, Keep It Spotless, basically what the show is from what I, I researched is it's gonna be a, 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 it's pits kids against each other. It's kind of like a game show and they're gonna have challenges, but the kids' job is actually to stay as clean as possible in these challenges so that's kind of an interesting concept in the past um nickelodeon's done like double dare figure it out wild and crazy kids guts uh legends of the hidden temple and all of those game shows yes you got i love messy. legends
1: of the hidden temple
0: yeah and you got messy you got wet you got glitter on you you got slime on you you got smoke you got you got everything so this this one's kind of the opposite of that and, and your, your goal is to stay as clean as possible that, that really You're gonna get messy, though. Oh yeah! Oh fuck yeah! You are. <laughs> Damn right you are.
1: No, I, I think it's pretty awesome to see John Cena walking in Sheamus's footsteps and uh, becoming a part of the Ninja Turtles universe.
0: I liked Sheamus as Rocksteady. Never thought I would today. I liked Sheamus as Rocksteady. I liked that movie. Yeah. Everybody hates it. I like. He
1: was Bebop. What's that? Oh, they were both pretty good. The guy who did Bebop was pretty on point for the cartoons. Uh, yeah. I forget what his name is. I'm drawing him. The uh, dad from...
0: I, I didn't Wheelchair
1: know. Kids. Danville. Well,
0: I, I didn't know the guy.
1: Oh, no, he's super famous. Uh, Give me one moment. Keep talking.
0: Super famous? I wouldn't say he was yeah. super famous. The guy that did Bebop? He did not super fa- He might be famous. I don't know if he's super famous, but I like that. I liked Krang. People didn't like Krang. I dug Krang in that movie. I was happy. You know what? I grew up with the uh, the old comics and the old uh, cartoon. More the cartoon than the comics. I got into the comics when I was older, which is good because the comics are more mature.
1: It's Gary I... Anthony. So what's he done? Hang on one second. He was in Welcome in the Middle. Uh, the kid in the wheelchair. He was his dad.
0: Okay, yeah, the, the, the kid who couldn't breathe?
1: Yep. I didn't he watch was, a lot of Malcolm in the
0: Middle. I, I didn't. I, I apologize to people that love it. I'd watch it every now and then because it'd be on after Simpsons or something, but I never, it never yeah. grabbed me like, like it has a lot of
1: folks. He was the voice of Uncle Ruckus on the boondocks.
0: Yeah, okay, no boondocks, ex- and everybody ex- knows Uncle Ruckus. Ex- right. Right. So he did some uh, things here and there. See. Nothing
1: huge, not super yeah, famous. Around. But yeah. He's pretty well known. Not a done, household name, but pretty well known. Yeah, you he probably buff something different.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And actually Tyler Perry is Baxter Stockman I liked, and I don't like Tyler Perry. Yes,
1: that was great. That was great. Sometimes Tyler Perry is good. Unless he's making a movie I was just going
0: to say, not when he's making movies. Just when he's acting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Uh. So we got some more big news. Something historical to talk about. Uh, Current owner of the National Wrestling Alliance and former Impact Wrestling president, Billy Corgan, also frontman for Smashing Pumpkins, is reportedly in talks with TBS you know, Turner Broadcasting Station, to air NWA shows on TBS mm-hmm. over three decades after it last aired an NWA show. Holy shit. I think most of us never even expected it's better to host it. It. It's TBS Turner Sports It's pretty pres- cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's awesome. TBS Turner Sports President David Levy has spoken about the NWA venture, and he said... We'll look into late afternoons with the NWA broadcasting and any additional opportunities that become available. TBS itself noted, we're talking to NWA as we speak, and if the right model comes into play, hopefully we'll be able to obtain it. It's possible. We feel like we're playing with the house's money. We have the schedule that we wanted, which is late afternoons. Is, is it possible that we could pick up a couple extra broadcasts? Yeah, that's possible. We are talking with NWA, but TBS are only interested in deals that provide good value. Late afternoons with the NWA broadcasting is what we are looking for between 5 and 8.30 p.m. So not the greatest time slot for them, but it, it'd definitely be a good slot. Not Not bad time
1: slot, though. Right. No, no. no. And not with, with the way the world works these days, it, I think TBS has their own sh- streaming program
0: so
1: oh, yeah, I, I mean it,
0: there'd be and, yeah and dvrs everybody's got a dvr and I, I this i hope they get it i hope i hope they get it mm, to see N- nwa on national television again
1: bring it back me, home
0: i know you're a wwe guy and a lot of people listening grew up on wwe wwf I, I I grew up on, on WWF, but as we stated from the very first episode, I was an old school 80s, 90s NWA, WCW guy. And for me to see the NWA on national television again would just I would mark out so much. I don't care if it's the dumbest match. I don't care if it's if it's fucking uh um David Arquette versus Vince Russo, I'm gonna mark out. I'm gonna mark out.
1: An exciting time. I hope it goes over well.
0: Yeah, this is. And I mean, they
1: could take that slot and still work.
0: Oh, of course. Of course. They definitely could. And I mean, this is another example of why it's another amazing time to be a pro wrestling fan right now. Just. Even if the wrestling isn't the best in, in WWE that it's ever been. If you're a fan of pro wrestling and not just a WWF fan or WWE fan, this is probably the best time ever to be accessible to so much.
1: Right. It's great.
0: And WWE is a huge part of that. The The accessibility of all of the old stuff on the network, um, them helping out evolve, them name-dropping Ring of Honor and New Japan here and there. I mean... Uh, even them having their documentaries where they've talked about other places. I mean, it's. WWE is a big part of making this a big I do think
1: it's funny everybody. that, like, WWE will talk about Ring of Honor in New Japan, but anybody who not, came from TNA. Not impact. That referred to as the other company. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not Impact. Not him. Just like when Kurt Angle, when he wrestled for the first time, they're like, Kurt yeah. Angle. Kurt Angle hasn't wrestled for 20, like 14 years or whatever. It's like, come on, dudes, come on, just say it. Right. Just say it.
1: What I think is great, though, is they say that he hasn't wrestled in that long, and then he finally gets back into the ring, and it seems like he hasn't wrestled in that long. Like, holy shit. <laughs> that was rough. And I know you were going off about how Kurt Angle had some of his best matches in Impact, and now he's in WWE. He and did. It's hard. It's hard watching Kurt Angle. And WWE.
0: But I don't, I think if if he can get back to a a decently, not a full-time schedule, but a regular schedule, I think he's got a couple more, like, four and a half star matches in him. I think you give him the right people and you let him get back into it. I think he's got one or two left in him. He doesn't have it like, he can't do it the whole year. (laughs) But I think he's got one or two. I hope he does. I mean, this is the guy that wrestled through a broken neck to win a gold medal in the Olympics. I hope he's got one or two left in him. Uh, moving on, TMZ.
1: Where yeah! The old news
0: happens. TMZ reports that David Otunga will not be charged in the domestic battery case against him. If you remember Isn't last Isn't this new- old news? Well... Well, no, not not that he won't be charged. Last November we reported that David O'Toman. Well, we knew was...
1: she dropped the charges. I'm pretty sure we knew she dropped the charges just, like I think a month she just
0: ago. recently dropped the charges. Um she oh. dropped the order of protection against him. She dropped the order of protection oh. against him. Okay. Yeah. He was so so for those of you who don't listen to us every week. We reported that David Otunga was accused of domestic battery by his wife, Jennifer Hudson. She claimed Otunga got angry at her, grabbed their son by the hand before pushing her out of the bedroom. I mean, to me, that's an everyday thing anyways, but, you know, whatever. Hudson subsequently filed a report with police in Burr Ridge, Illinois. Since the request, a temporary restraining order against Otunga, which later sparked a custody battle between the pair over their son, David Jr., ensued. Otunga has already won the battle against um, the temporary restraining order and has been David Jr.'s primary caregiver since birth due to Jennifer Hudson's extensive travel schedule. If anybody doesn't know, Jennifer Hudson is an extremely successful singer and actress, I suppose, huh? But just recently, Hudson also dropped her order of protection against Otunga voluntarily. So as of now... He has no charges against him at all. So, you know how courts are. There's like seven different charges pasty, and they drop them all fucking at a different time in a different court case. Just another way to get you to come to court again and milk you for more money. You can do it all in one court period, but fuck that. Spread it out in five. Um, here's some fun news, some fun stuff, folks. Uh, spoilers ensue, so if you don't like spoilers, fuck you, what are you doing on our programming, you dumb bastards. Brad Shepard of the Bleacher Report has leaked some of the names for the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018, folks. Who was gonna get in? Wondering who's gonna get in? We got five names for you. Five times, five times, five times, five times, five names for you. So the inductees for this year... These are some good
1: names, too. They
0: are, actually. They're all... Well, yeah, other than the celebrity wing, but you always roll your eye at the celebrity wing.
1: I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty yeah, happy with it. yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I didn't think about that. So um, the inductees for this year include the headline. As long as
1: he doesn't have a Mr. T speech.
0: Right. God. My mama. God bless my mama. You see, my mama, she raised me, my mama. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my mama, <laughs> holy, my mama was here, my mama. Yeah. Uh, the headliner for 2018, at least according to this leak, the headliner is going to be none other than your favorite Jew and mine, Bill Goldberg. Yes. Bill Goldberg is headliner. Another name going in, it will be. I um, sure
1: did it last year, you think. Well, but he was still wrestling <laughs> last year.
0: um another one some people call him the greatest big man in history i don't call him that but he is an awesome big man bam bam bigelow the beast from the east uh the female induction that they got is ivory uh i could think of better but i could think of worse tag team yeah and i
1: think she definitely deserves a spot in the but hall of
0: fame, as much as anybody else, yeah. Um, tag team is the Dudley Boys. We just seen them have a run. They left um, as as Pastie and I talked about last week. Devon still working with WWE, so um, uh, good. Um, they're they're often in the they're always in the argument of the best tag teams of all time. They're not always everybody's top, but they're always in the argument. What-
1: with Bully Ray potentially being forced to retire soon, mm-hmm. it's no more fitting time to induct them than right now.
0: And the celebrity wing is Kid Rock wit DeVaya himself. Um, for anybody wondering, not that this means anything, but Dave Meltzer has confirmed the names on this list. This was actually released about three weeks ago. Uh, We held off saying it because so far we had only heard from the Bleacher Report, and we held it off and held it off. As of this week, Meltzer confirmed these names. Uh, Pace, you just want to give your opinion going down the line on these five? Tell us a little something about each one. I mean, we'll discuss the whole thing when it's released, but let's just just (laughs) throw something out here.
1: Goldberg is iconic, legendary, and deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, even though both of his runs in WWE were fairly short. And underwhelming. <clears throat> he he's definitely still deserves to be recognized. Bam Bam Bigelow is a fucking classic legend. Of course he deserves a place in the WWE Hall of Fame. Of course. Um, they got to have at least one iconic past legend every year. I mean, they're all iconic past legends. But Not I mean, old. from the old. <laughs> uh, Ivory, like I said, she she definitely deserves a place. Uh, like you said, I could see... Other women maybe deserving induction sooner. But thinking back on my on my younger years with WWE, Ivory was always there. She was always prominent. Uh from her solo runs to her she was in right to censor.
0: RTC, I yep, she was RTC.
1: She helped to change the WWE as we know it, and therefore she is very iconic in that sense. The Dudley Boys, like I said, it's probably good timing. Um, I'm a little underwhelmed because the last Dudley Boys run in WWE was not phenomenal by any means. But um, they deserve it. Much like in the case of Ivory, I could see other tag teams maybe deserving it more. But the Dudley Boys definitely deserve it. I would have to assume the Hardy Boys will be inducted next year.
0: Uh, well, depending on depending on if they're wrestling still or not, they they could have they could easily have a few more years left in them.
1: Yeah, but not in WWE, I don't think. Like I said, I, I see this broken or woken Matt lasting just a short time. Yeah, and then he'll go on to other things, better <coughs> things. Hopefully,
0: better things.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, dude! It makes me so mad. How oh, Vince has got such a boner for that woken Matt laugh, and that's all his character is now.
0: That was that there's was sh- never left. like a selling point for the fucking broken not, Matt. No,
1: not at all. And,
0: and it's like, oh, but hey, there's good news on Matt Hardy's official YouTube channel. Actually, I think it got it came up um, earlier this evening, close to the time that we were getting ready to air. I I, I came across this. Matt Hardy put a video out on YouTube, and he has reincarnated Vanguard One from the Lake of Reincarnation at the at the Hardy Compound. He put on, and I'm reading this from uh, from the YouTube uh, thing. As the Lake of Reincarnation thaws from its frozen slumber, the magic of the Hardy Compound becomes more potent, more mystical. As my, plan to, as my platoon prepares for the great war the consumer of terrestrial entities, and the grotesque sister Abigail,
1: because <laughs> <laughs> well, the- like he is the eater of worlds. Oh, At I- the same time, the consumer of terrestrial entities could also be skewn as the WWE because they're the company that eats other wrestling companies, right? And, I, and like- I just I love that.
0: I love all of his things, like. When he was talking to the, the goldfish who was supposed to be Napoleon and he said when we mm-hmm. met at the at the battle of the loo of water and I was like I marked so hard for the loo of water. <laughs> the battle of the loo of water And it's like oh shit Yeah. That's, that's I guess, you know, the I'm kinda, we need. Not this yeah, other fucking I'm kinda shit. digging
1: um the new theme song. Other than the fact that it starts with the laugh.
0: I I really enjoy the new theme song. Um Actually, I I really enjoy it. The thing I, I think is that his his TNA theme song was a was a classical song that's public domain, and WWE wouldn't yep. have to pay any rights to use it. Why not just use that? I don't remember what it's called, but it's it's a classic, similar to like right. how Daniel. Well, Ryan they tried uh, two domain.
1: weeks ago. He came out to a public domain piano. It was some kind of Beethoven or something, yeah. and fans shit all over it.
0: Uh, see, I, I wish he would. And so I, I
1: think. Wish- he was like, "Well, let's," and they did. They took the piano and then they kind of wrapped it up in some in some metal, and it was. And it sounds. It's a good, good combination.
0: It sounds really. Yeah, bad. it I really does, it. and it fits the
1: character. <laughs> I think I'm just. I think if you take out the laugh, the laugh doesn't need to be there. I get every intro needs to have like something or every theme song needs to have something like as the as the gear at the beginning. But the fact that he does the you shall be deleted right yeah. after the laugh, that's where it should start. That's all you need.
0: That's his burn yeah. it down. Right. Yeah, I burn I, it I was, down. It's definitely not definitely not promising for the woken character. But I'm happy you know, got you it. You really haven't
1: seen here. him yet. So that's the hard part. Like, it's just been shitty promos so far.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wait, I'm still willing to give it a shot. It's it's some of the most creative and best stuff. You know. You know. No. All right, on to some sadder portion of the news.
1: The I weekly history report.
0: Yeah, I can't believe, Pasty, every week we seem to have a list of names on this. How many people can get injured in a sport where all you do is fucking beat people up and jump off of tall things? It's amazing. (laughs) Still, I mean, you know, we started making an injury report part of our show because we always had so many injuries in the news. And I often thought, like, every week I'm like, oh, it's going to be a short report or we're not going to have anything. And every week I have multiple names, and it's like, it's sad. It's sad. You never want to see anybody lose their job, lose some of their income, be hurt. I mean, you just right. no matter what you think of them as a, there, as a character. There are people
1: on the injury report this week than there is on our list of signings.
0: Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. So, um, so here we go. Here we go. Moose, 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 Moose. You know him from Ring of Honor. You know him from Impact Wrestling. Uh, Big burly Man. He's a former Impact Wrestling Grand Champion. He suffered a knee injury during last night's set of t- TV tapings in Orlando. Moose reportedly was helped backstage by several people. Uh, early reports say they don't think he tore anything, and it might be minor, but um, it was big enough to have him actually escorted backstage and not walking out on his own. So, um... Not much known about this, but we're we're hoping and praying it's something minor. I'm not a big moose guy, but I don't want to see him injured. But I'm not I'm not into him as a character. Um he's not my guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If he was in WWE he'd be on the Titus brand. Easily. Easily.
0: You know, they'd have Titus going, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then they'd have Moose with the antlers going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I could just see it. 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 Just see it. Uh, Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore's got a double whammy on today's account. Monday Night Raw, WWE Cruiserweight Champion suffered an injury above his eye. I think it was his left eye. Uh, right eye. Right eye.
1: Yeah. That made yep.
0: him bleed profusely throughout his title defense against Cedric Alexander. I did not expect to see so much well, he does he bleed good in a Cruiserweight title match. It was crazy. Um, he got stitched up backstage at the arena and appeared not to have any issues with vision. So all of that seemed to be okay and fine. But he also got counted out due to an ankle injury he attained Taking a dive from Alexander. As of now, this appears to just be a work for storyline purposes. It doesn't seem like the dive, the ankle is is real. Uh, I say, since he was already bleeding like that, why doesn't somebody call an audible and just work that into the story and have that why he ends up being... Like, why go with the fake fucking ankle injury when you have a real fucking blood coming down his face... And you could easily make that into something. That's that's the only thing I say. Work with what's given to you.
1: They try to ignore the blood, that's why. I know. They don't want to glorify it. But there you but go. But yeah, they should, have, they should have used a legit something rather than coming up with something stupid. Like an ankle injury.
0: Yeah, if you're gifted something legit, fucking just work with it wrestlers from
1: 34 years ago would slap him across the face Yeah, for complaining about ankle injury. You get out there and you fucking work.
0: That's the problem with them being so scripted nowadays is that, you know what, when something is given to you, like this bleeding from the head, they don't go with it. They still stick with the plan, which was the twisted ankle. No, go with the bleeding. Go with the blood loss. Go with that. Work that into your story. <laughs> They're scared. They're scared. Uh, another one we got here, Samoa Joe. I am so sad about this one. I am, uh, uh oh, man, this one hurts. WWE announced on Tuesday the Samoan submission machine injured his foot during his submission win over Rhino on this week's episode of Raw. WWE senior ringside physician Dr. Curtis Amen told WWE.com that Joe felt a pop at the bottom of his right foot during the match. Joe was checked out and they believe Joe has a plantar fasciitis rupture. I actually had uh plantar fasciitis for a while and it's a pain in the ass. Mine didn't rupture, so I don't oh, know yeah. what that feels like, but just having plantar fasciitis was hard to just fucking stand, let alone move. Um treatment for a plantar fasciitis rupture would involve Joe wearing a boot on his foot and platelet-rich plasma injections. F4WOnline.com right now is reporting that The Miz is replacing Samoa Joe in the main event position at the WWE Live events. Oh, excuse me. Currently including WWE's upcoming Madison Square Garden show on March 16th where The Miz will take on John Cena and Roman Reigns in an Intercontinental Championship match. The fact that WWE is penciling in Joe's replacement all the way until the middle of March may be an indication of how long they think he will be out with this injury. That it's not that long. No.
1: Yeah, no. Joe just came back from injury. That's the thing that bothers me, is when a good wrestler takes injury, comes back and gets injured again, honestly it makes me believe that their career with wwe isn't very long um and that makes me sad
0: and joe's not a young guy not a young guy at all
1: and the proof will be in the pudding in just a little while when everything comes full circle and what i called comes to reality
0: i know what you're getting at but
1: everything will be made clear
0: um, yeah, this is not good. I I watched it. I watched the match, and then I read he was injured. So I rewatched the match, and I seen his elbow was taped up. So I was like, "Well, was there something with his elbow already? You know, is that what it is?" Then when I heard this, Ambrose. yeah. <laughs> I, so then I uh, after I after I read this, I went back and rewatched the end of the match, and he does look to fall kind of off when he when he falls down. Yeah. For, for his yep. coquina, for his Kakina clutch.
1: That's just a dangerous move, man. Either you're going to injure somebody or you're going <laughs> to injure yourself. Yeah. just it, in that fall.
0: It doesn't look bad. Like, if you were just watching it, you'd never think it looks bad. But when you're analyzing it, it's like, oh, his foot kind of stays still a little bit while his ankle's moving. And maybe he ruptured. Yeah. I don't know. But...
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I know I read about it before I watched uh, Ra, and, and it was hard for me to see where he was injured. Yeah.
0: We hope for the best. Um, Talk about old-timies. Fred Ottman. How many of you listening or watching know the name Fred Ottman? I'll bet you know some of his monikers. Uh, Fred Ottman, also known as Uncle Fred in the back by, by a lot of folks. Um, he was a, a beloved individual, a giant in his time. And one of the most
1: infamous people in professional wrestling.
0: He was known as Tugboat. He was known as Typhoon. But he was infamously known as the Shockmaster. Shockmaster. <laughs> uh, didn't last long. Anyways, he is reportedly not doing too well. Both Lisa Verone, who is uh, Tara or um, Victoria, whatever you want (laughs) to call her, and Lanny Poffo, who is the genius from WWE or uh, the macho man Randy Savage's brother, Uh, they both posted vague messages about the former WWE and WCW star on social media talking about him just not doing well and to send prayers.
1: So not he hasn't sure what's been going doing very while, good for a while, though. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that he had a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe put up to help pay for his medical bills. I remember that.
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure what's going on right now, but um, again, as as with everybody right here, we wish him the best. Uh, if you watched, if you watched WWE or WCW as a youngster, you watched Fred Ottman. Right. Uh, I remember Tugboat. I remember when Tugboat turned on Hogan and then joined Earthquake and became Typhoon and the Natural Disasters. And Natural Disasters, when I go back and watch WWF, they were horrible. They're horrible to watch. They can't do anything. They're just two big dudes that, that jump on people and, and clothesline. That's about it. When I was a kid... I thought they were one of the greatest fucking tag teams in the world because they were two <laughs> giant dudes who fucking right, sat yeah. on people and clotheslined them. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Hope the best for him. Uh, we saved uh, the the saddest for last. Um, this is breaking news. This came Man,
1: out... I, I hate that I called this shit last week too.
0: Yeah, this came out just uh, late afternoon. Late afternoon today. Paige, folks, Paige. We joke about her, but we love her. Per PW Insider, the woman born, Soraya Jade Beavis, who a lot of you know as Paige from the WWE, was informed that she will not be cleared to return to the ring after her most recent in-ring injury. Now, the following statement is taken directly from PWInsider.com. They say, We have confirmed with multiple sources it is believed Paige was given the news at the Raw taping this past Monday. We have been told by multiple sources she is done as an in-ring wrestler. During a six-woman tag team bout on December 28, 2017 at the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, Long Island, Paige had her back to Sasha Banks, who was behind her against the turnbuckles. Banks used the ropes to pull herself up and kicked with both legs into Paige's back. Paige, obviously not ready for the bump, went down. She tried to get up, but could not get her legs under her. Finally did get up and turned to grab Banks, immediately falling down again and rolling over to her back where she stayed. The referee checked on her and called for the bell. She was examined by WWE medical personnel and a stretcher was brought to ringside to transport her back to the locker room. After several minutes, Paige walked out under her own power. It was believed at the time that Paige had suffered a stinger leading up to her losing feeling in her extremities. Giving her previous neck surgery, WWE pulled her from the ring and set up further testing, which led to this week's decision. Paige had been announced for the first ever women's Royal Rumble match on January 28th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, after she was injured, but we are told... That was before medical testing led to the determination that she was to be pulled from performing as an in-ring competitor. She will be replaced in the match, and all signs are that she will be relegated to a non-physical role in the company going forward. That's the end of PW Insider's quote. Now, keep in mind, this just came out late this afternoon, and there could be more to this story. In fact... Around noon today, Paige posted on Instagram saying, the comeback is always stronger than the setback. Heart emoji at WWE. Now keep in mind, this poor girl is only 25 years old. Although she has been wrestling since she was 13, so she has a, uh, what, 12-year wrestling career? Uh, This is still... This is still tragic if this ends up being the case. A lot more information needs to come out. Um, And it could be a Daniel Bryan case where maybe she leaves WWE and wrestles elsewhere and is okay.
1: Uh,
0: But, uh, man, take it, Pasty. Take it.
1: It's sad. It's very sad. But I called this uh, last week when the match happened and I saw the fall. I It's a terrible thing when somebody's out for over a year because of an injury, and then they come back and get re-injured. And I I think it's a big, big deal. Um, I am glad that you corrected yourself from what it says in the notes, because you in the notes said she had a 22-year career. (laughs) <laughs> and that would mean she's been wrestling since she was three years old folks <laughs> yeah yeah my uh,
0: apparently my math when I wrote it was not correct and as i read it my mind said that cannot be fucking right <laughs> yeah i was uh Yeah, you know me pasty you know me i don't always write oh, yeah. things correctly but i usually spit them out better than i fucking write i'm i'm a better talker then I am a presenter, I guess. I, I don't. I don't write as well as I speak. Rock on. Ugh. No, this is, no, this, is up,
1: this is man. Um, awful. I mean, at least they're willing to keep her around in the company. You know, maybe she can just go on to be the manager of her stable, and it would be the same thing.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. This, this, the, the timing is horrible for her, only being twenty five. But if this is true. At least to write out her contract She has a stable that she created And she can run And she can be the experienced wrestler In the group And and continue to, to make a paycheck Continue to be on TV comp- Continue to contribute To the product And I would love that at least um, You know she's still got her movie coming out the, the Dwayne Johnson produced movie She still has that coming out I have to believe as young as she is that this is not the last time she's wrestling again, like Daniel Bryan thing. This may be the last time she wrestles in WWE, but I cannot believe that this is the last time that she wrestles. Her parents own a fucking wrestling company for God's sakes.
1: Right. It just, it makes me worry too. I mean, her Samoa Joe, I mean, he hasn't been shelved yet, But uh, Hideo Itami, you know, all these people who get injured and come back and get get re-injured, it kind of makes me almost second-guess myself on whether or not Daniel Bryan will have a wrestler again. Because I think every time one of these reoccurring injuries happens, WWE puts another luck on it. You know what I mean? Like, we can't have you going out there and paralyzing yourself. Um, It's hard it's difficult, especially since she was out recovering for well well over a year.
0: Yeah, well over a for year. For
1: her to come back and just fall to injury again almost immediately. You know what? it's 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 difficult to say how much time is enough time. Or what if too much time can kind of lead you into re injuring yourself as well.
0: What about it's this? a hard call. This, this brings me to, to a, an argument that I, I didn't come up with on my own. It's been an argument for um, decades. But th- it, it begs to be brought up now and then. Do wrestlers, especially in WWE, do they deserve an off-season? Are they just wrestling too much? Are they When you come back to work, you come back to work on a full schedule, wrestling at least four days a week, Every week, how many days a year, traveling, how many days a year when you're not wrestling, staying in hotel rooms, not getting full sleep, not having enough time to heal. I mean, is is it time that we said, you know what? Have them on rotating shifts. You have X amount yeah. of wrestlers that wrestle from January 1st to... um I don't know what you want to say. Maybe, maybe I wouldn't even
1: say like January to August. These 10 wrestlers wrestle for these months. I wouldn't, I would, I would almost stagger it to where you almost wouldn't even really notice.
0: I'd overlap it. You want to overlap it. You don't want like only these wrestlers wrestle this amount of time. And then these from here, you want these wrestlers wrestle from January to September. And then the other batch wrestles from March to October. And then the other much, um, does may to december like you want to stagger it a little bit and there's still going to be injuries i mean this is not an easy sport there's still going to be some injuries but i i mean are we asking too much of our wrestlers i mean it, it begs the question it begs the question and it'll never be accident free 100 percent. i get that
1: right shit never. happens you, yeah and you can't you can't over protect from that either because it's going to take away from the content you gotta let things come and go as they will, but you always have to have something waiting, like a, a better storyline, just set aside for in case something happens. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I. You know, she's just, she's too good. I don't ever want to see this to happen to anybody, but she has the drive, she has the passion, she has the talent, she has the the speaking ability. She has the or I mean Paige has everything you want in a pro wrestler.
1: I also have to go out here and say how much of this with her not being cleared to wrestle. I mean she's not out of the company, so maybe that null and voids my thought process here. But wasn't recently more of her nudes slash videos released? Correct. And so I feel like maybe that could play into it as well. Like maybe they're just using this as a good excuse to just let her go. You were injured again, but the real reason why is because you're not a good example on the young women watching WWE programming.
0: I could see it being the final straw. I I feel like they had to bring her back because they knew the movie was coming and they want to make money off the movie. But then when she had more nudes released, I guess I could see that being like, okay... This is just the straw that broke the camel's back. If you hadn't had any yeah. nudes, we'd be like, "Okay, let's let's keep you off for a year and see how you're doing after rehabbing for a year." But now it's like, "Nope, we got a good excuse to let you go. Nobody's going to think twice about it." Bye, Felicia.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I could see that. Definitely. Definitely. Sad though. Like yes. Said, very sad. It's, it's sad we got more on our injured list than our fucking signed list. Never like more negatives than positives. Hey, here's something that's either a negative or a positive. I don't fucking know. The new sh- the new WWE show that's gonna be on uh face. What is it? Facebook stream or what the fuck is it called? I
1: don't know. Facebook's Facebook Live.
0: Television. It's called Mixed Match Challenge. And WWE has released all of the teams, because remember, this is a male-female team, and the brackets. So, uh, we're going to give you, just just now, we haven't had a single match, all we know is who's all competing. Pasty and I are going to give you our breakdown of who we think's going to win each match, all the way down to who we think is going to win the whole son of a bitch. Yeah! um i'll let you go pasty i got all mine in front of me picked out ready to go you can take your time and and think of what you want and what you think um tell the folks what week it is who's facing who and then who you think is going to win that
1: one all right well we have a 12 week schedule for this show one match a week which is kind of lackluster but it makes sense for the for the platform that they're doing the show on
0: yeah, it's a brand new platform. I mean, for not only for WWE, but for Facebook.
1: Ooh. All right. Week one has us seeing the two wonderful teams of Finn Balor and Sasha Banks versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Natalia. Personally, I think Balor Banks goes over in this one.
0: Uh, I also have Balor and Banks winning over Shinsuke and Natalya in week one. Yeah, Natalya always gets shits on. Shinsuke is good,
1: but Natalya is going to hold him back.
0: Exactly. Yep, we have the same thoughts.
1: Uh, Week two has the matchup of The Miz and Asuka versus Big E and Carmella. And I think this one is a given. Miz and Oscar moving on.
0: I also have Miz and Oscar and I you know, it's kind of <laughs> I think this is this is underwhelming because you almost have to assume Miz and Oscar's moving on. Miz is too big and Asuka is undefeated. But they put like a week's worth of building up who is Carmella gonna team with? Who is Carmella gonna team with? Out of the new day, who is she teaming with? Just for them to lose in the first round, it's like why Why didn't you just say Biggie instead of making it a big deal just for them to lose?
1: Right. I don't know. I don't know either. Should have been Paige and Xavier Woods. Should have <laughs> been Paige and Woods. Man, there was memes going around the internet all about that. Oh, yeah, and there was. So much outrage. So much outrage in the comment section on those posts. Oh, yeah, there was. <laughs> Ah, uh, people! Fuck! Get the fuck over it. Well, did you see?
0: I, I, uh, uh, Facebook or uh, not Facebook? Uh, um, Beef sticks posted on Facebook about how the Rhodes boys have a certain type to them, and um, let me get it here because in this challenge, Gold paired with Alicia Fox. Okay, yeah. and we all remember. Uh, Dusty Rhodes was in WWE. He was with uh, um I can't remember her name. Oh wait black gal in polka dots, anyways. Uh, um god, I should remember her name she's iconic. Anyways, he was with her. Um Cody Rhodes is married to Brandy Rhodes. Gold Dust partnered with Booker T. Gold Dust partnered with R. Well, I need him, Right. Uh, yeah, but that's not her stage name. Um, but Goldust partnered with r truth with Booker T. He's partnered with Cedric Alexander. There's something <laughs> that the Rhodes brothers, or the Rhodes boys, all have in common with their partners.
1: They all got a little bit of soul.
0: They they got the jungle fever. I tell you what. But uh, yeah, yeah. What do we got?
1: What's coming up on week three? Week three! Sees the phenomenal matchup of Strowman and Bliss versus Zayn and Lynch. Which is another really sad build-up with, like, Zayn and Lynch with their teaming thing where Zayn's out in disguise and he's like, are you saying this? He says, look, it's you, it's you, and will you be my partner, and they're all happy and smiling and hugging. And I think they're going to lose week three because I got Stroman and Bliss all the way. Okay, now you and I talked about this before we recorded,
0: but we have to bring it up on air. Fucking Sami Zayn was a complete fucking face during that segment where he's like, Becky Lynch, let's mm-hmm. be partners. Oh, and they hug and they kiss. The, mo- the, 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 the day, fucking less than 24 hours before... He's on Raw being a super fucking heel and being an ass. (laughs) WWE, treat us like we have fucking brains. You can't just fucking (laughs) skip from fucking Monday to Tuesday and completely flip a character. We know it's an act, but let me put it this way. Okay, yes, we know that this is scripted, and, and that's been out of the bag for a long time. But I like the show Shameless. I don't know how many folks out there watch Shameless, but it's pretty popular, so some folks listening to this should should know Shameless. I enjoy Frank on Shameless. He's a deadbeat, loser, alcoholic, crack-smoking dad who steals money and punches little girls. I don't want to watch one episode where all of a sudden... He's this fucking ne'er do well who takes care of everybody, loves people, dresses in clean and sharp clothes, and just typical acts '90s me.
1: sitcom dad.
0: Yeah, I don't want to see him do that for an episode. So yes, we know it's 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 fake. We know it's produced. We know their characters, but you have to stay with your characters because you're a TV show. You right. can't fucking do this. Nonetheless, yes, I picked Strowman and Bliss. And, folks, if you want to get a good laugh, go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Beef Sticks Podcast and look at the comparison between Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss and the Beast and Belle from Disney's Beauty and the Beast, complete with Kurt Angle taking the spot of um, Cogsworth. <laughs> it's a good pick. Check it out. <coughs>
1: Check
0: it out. So, um, uh, we to you got you know, for this one. Just to let you know, um, yours and mine. So far, we've had the same three. We've picked three RAW teams in a row.
1: Yeah, yeah. That all changes in the next matchup. <laughs> same with
0: me. I think yeah, we're going to pick the same fuckers down to like. Those. Keep going. Keep going. Keep
1: we'll going. be the same all the way to the finals. I'm sure. Uh, Week four has the teams of Gold Dust and Alicia Fox versus Jimmy Uso and his wife, Naomi. Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso. Which one? Not sure, but they're married, and they're teaming together. And therefore, they have staying power, and they will beat Gold Dust and Alicia Fox.
0: I'm right there with you. I got I got Naomi and N Uso, whichever Uso it may be.
1: Hey, that's what WWE put on their mixed match challenge. They don't even know which Uso it is.
0: Do you have SmackDown through the rest of this first bracket?
1: Um. <laughs> not really.
0: Oh, okay. So keep going. So we do have difference of opinions then. Keep going.
1: Maybe. I mean, Okay, week five, we got the team of Elias and Bailey versus Rusev and Lana, and I think WWE split them up. Rusev changed his gimmick on the uh, uh, against WWE's wishes, and they're still going to shit on him. Rusev and Lana are going to lose to Elias and Bailey, and it's going to be Bailey pinning Lana. Okay.
0: That's the first one we we've, we've disagreed on cuz I have Rusev Lana for the win on this one.
1: I could see if maybe Rusev and Lana were fighting uh Uso and Naomi in the next round, but that wouldn't line up anyway. Yeah. So that's why I think Elias and Bailey move on. Week 6 has Cruz versus or Cruz and Nia Jax versus Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair. Did you hear it? Naya Jax's shit about how, how she she would have much rather teamed up with Enzo. Yeah. And and she, she likes uh Cruz, but he, she wishes he didn't have all the baggage he has.
0: And you know what? I honestly think that they were building up Enzo and Naya for this and then he got injured and they couldn't go through with it. <laughs> I I honestly think that's where they were going with it. Um in which case, I don't think they're going to win because it's not what they planned for. I'm, I'm going Rude Flair. Yeah,
1: all the way, Rude Flair for sure. Well, not all the way, but maybe to the finals.
0: So that is the first round brackets, folks. We got, um that 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 takes six weeks. Each, ex- each, blah, 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 blah. <speaking Alansex> and Then I'll get back and get you know. Each match takes place in one week's time. I don't mean the match is a week long. I just mean we just get one match (laughs) per week. Right. So moving on to the next bracket, we got three more matches. Where are you at, Pasty White?
1: Well, if our picks ring true, because this is where it gets kind of hard, because if our picks don't ring true, this is all going to be fuckered up. Oh, yeah. Um Week 7 would be Balor and Banks versus Miz and Asuka, and I think Miz and Asuka move on over them.
0: I also have Week 7 being Balor and Banks versus Miz and Asuka, and I also see Miz and Asuka moving on.
1: Good. Week 8 would be Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss versus Uso and Naomi, and I think Strowman and Bliss go over there.
0: I have the same brackets, and I have the same winners. Strowman and Bliss beating Uso and Nomi.
1: And now this is where it gets hard to discuss, because we have different picks. That's okay. Week 9, in my realm, it would be Elias and Bailey versus Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair, with Charlotte Flair and Bobby Roode going over.
0: That doesn't get too confusing, folks. I have Rusev and Lana versus Roode and Flair, with Roode and Flair moving on. So, right now, we have all the same three people in position for the upcoming week, or the upcoming brackets. Yes. So, now it's down to the final two matches before we get to the final match. Uh, you and I have the same for Week 10, Miz and Oscar versus Strowman and Bliss. What do you see happening in Week 10, Pasty White, my friend?
1: Strowman and Bliss will go over. Asuka will not take the pinfall.
0: I see Miz and Asuka winning with Asuka pinning Bliss. You think so? So we differ there. I do, I do. I don't know if it's right, but that's, that's what I'm predicting.
1: Week 11 is an interesting one because it Very will be Rude and Flair versus Fan Vote. So we have to and I see who the
0: fans are going to actually vote. Which team are the fans going to vote back into this? So you and I both have Rude and Flair. Um, who who do you pick as who the fans are going to vote back into this?
1: I pick Rusev and Lana. That's why I think they're out in the first round.
0: See, and I got the opposite. I pick Elias and Bayley. Um, Because they're both fan favorites who WWE isn't super behind. Um, if the fan vote, vote is legit, this WWE is not going to have any control over this.
1: We don't know. Other they're than legit. they're going to lose to Rude and Flair.
0: But obviously, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If WWE doesn't have control over this, they're obviously going to lose anyways because WWE <laughs> has a plan. Um, but I pick Elias and Bailey as the fan vote, and I pick Rude and Flair winning also.
1: Okay, so then my week 12... Would come down to Strowman and Bliss versus Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair.
0: So we both have Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair in the final of this. We just have a different mm-hmm. Raw. So we both say it's Raw versus SmackDown, which also I did not purposely do, but that does make sense that it would be a Raw versus SmackDown at the end. Yeah. Um, and in my in my
1: eyeballs, in my mentality and mind, Strowman and Bliss are taking the whole fucking tournament. Okay. I Bliss has been too see- dominant. Strowman can't be beat by any guy in this lineup. It'll be a good match.
0: So I'm going the other way. My my final week has The Miz and Oscar versus Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair. And I see Roode pinning The Miz, so Oscar still doesn't technically take a pin or a loss, but she loses this. Right. Um, honestly her I think wins.
1: in this tournament it wouldn't count against her anyway even if she did take a pinfall it because it isn't a standard match type
0: it won't for WWE but for us real fans it's a loss yeah yeah. but I can see them doing that I, I, was, I actually counted the weeks out and week 12 is still going to be before Mania like my thought is maybe after Mania they'll still have Asuka lose then because her winning streak isn't as important but nope, by week twelve, we still have two weeks before mania, so sucks. But yeah, I'm going with Rude and Flair, and you're going with Strowman Bliss. So that's our that's what we've called as the finals. Folks, this is just with names being thrown out there. We haven't seen anything, <coughs> no matches, we have no fucking idea. But with that being said, we do know what the charities are for each one. Both Pasty and I made our decisions without looking at the charities beforehand. So the charities did not. And even if
1: you looked at the charities, as you had pointed out before the show, it would be very difficult to pick who would win.
0: I think just due to the charity, because there's a lot that are super WWE friendly or vice versa. So the winner, whichever team wins this, gets one hundred thousand dollars to the charity of their choice, but every team that is in this match their charitable organization will automatically receive ten thousand dollars so every charity receives at least ten thousand one's gonna get a hundred thousand I'm gonna read them off just in alphabetical order from charity and who who's representing them so there's no real order here other than just alphabetically. America cares is a charity that helps save lives and improve health for people affected by poverty or disaster. And the team representing them are Bailey and Elias Sampson.
1: Makes help or it makes sense. It makes hugs help. and walks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boys and girls club of America. I really enjoy this one. They provide the resources needed to enable all young people, especially those who need them the most to reach their full potential as productive, caring They mean inner citizens. city kids, yes, or
1: African Americans,
0: and they are represented. Thusly, why
1: they're being represented. <laughs> Jimmy
0: Uso by and New. <laughs>
1: um,
0: a big WWE hard on is Connor's Cure. In fact, they helped create that one. This one raises awareness and funds for pediatric cancer research in partnership with the V Foundation and Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. This one is being represented by Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman.
1: Hence the reason they're going to win the tournament.
0: More likely than who I picked to win the tournament, which (laughs) is Girl Up. (laughs) Yes, folks, Girl (laughs) Up. A fucking charity nobody knew fucking existed till right now, which is a United (laughs) Nations Foundation initiative that inspires and connects girls globally through its leadership program that positions girls... To be change makers in their community, which is represented by who I think is going to win Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair. Does not and in this just
1: ends, folks. For the entire tournament, Bobby Roode will be discarding his robes <laughs> and wearing elegant dresses <laughs> as he girls up for his charity.
0: Next one Global citizens <laughs> encourages the collective actions of people around the world with the goal of ending extreme poverty. By the year 2030, at least they have a fucking realistic goal.
1: And um, who better to support this charity than the Brute of Bulgaria?
0: Lana and Rusev both. Next, we got Heroes for Hire, or excuse me, I mean Hire Heroes USA, which empowers U.S. military members, veterans, and military spouses to succeed in the civilian workforce. That one there's Alicia Fox and goldberg Just does. how much
1: WWE appreciates military members with this team being out in the first round. Damn right. Kaboom! Never fucking heard of Kaboom
0: either, but Kaboom is dedicated to making sure all kids get the childhood they deserve through great, safe places to play. Don't know what the fuck that means, but that's represented by Biggie <laughs> and Carmella. Uh, make a wish. Finally, a foundation we actually fucking know exists. Make-A-Wish, we all know what Make-A-Wish does. That's represented by Natalia and Shinsuke Nakamura. Sorry, Make-A-Wish. Sorry. Rescue Dogs Rock. Never heard of it, but I already fucking love it. This is an animal... Like Schoolhouse
1: Rock, but for Rescue Dogs.
0: Better than Schoolhouse Rock. Better. It is an animal rescue organization whose goal is to provide homeless, neglected, or abused pups the medical care they need and the loving home they deserve. They are represented by Asuka and the Miz. Good for fucking you. I'll be happy if you win this. UNICEF. You won't. UNICEF works in more than 190 countries and territories to put children first and works toward the day when no children suffer from preventable causes. UNICEF USA supports UNICEF's work through fundraising, advocacy, and education in the United States. That's Becky Lynch and Sammy Zayn. I'm surprised Sami Zayn's... Um, Sami Zayn's charity is not what he's representing. Because he has his own charity. So that's kind of surprising. Special Olympics is a global inclusion movement using sport, health, education, and leadership programs every day around the world to empower people with intellectual disabilities. Special Olympics is awesome. I think we all know Special Olympics. That one is represented by Finn Balor and Sasha Banks. And then we have the bullshit fucking steal your money cocksuckin' Susan G. Right. Coleman.
1: The WWE-owned charity.
0: <laughs> this charity's mission the, the is second to WWE make...
1: Charity. Yes.
0: This, this, this charity's mission is to make money off of poor and suffering folks. None of the money is going to go to help anybody. It is a complete bastardization of your love and your hope and your help and your respect, and it is represented by Apollo Cruz and Nia Jax. So, that, my friends, is fucking that.
1: Connor's oh. here to get the. Party, I'm telling you.
0: So we got a handful of minutes left. We got two tweet, and we got uh, Jerry of the week coming up, and I think we're good, pasty. Uh, do you have anything more you want to say and about the next match? Pattywag, give a dog a
1: bone. Two tweet on our Facebook page after the show.
0: Yes, I I do apologize to anybody who checked this last week. I was about... I didn't get it up till like, Tuesday. I apologize. Um, Hopefully, I'll get ours up tomorrow this time. I was just really busy. Um, Pasty, uh, kill some time. I've been holding it, but I am going to fucking take a stop and piss, and then we'll get back and we'll tweet the twos. Or if you want to get on the two tweeting, go right ahead, because I know what the fuck
1: they say. All right. Well, folks... Woken Matt Hardy has rocked the world once more as he has tweeted, I am thrilled to proclaim that we have acquired new allies on our side of the Great War. Ed Nornholm and the Owl of Anthem have revealed themselves as majestic beings who stand on the side of the light. The light always emerges. Hashtag Woken Warriors. Everything is copacetic and wonderful. Yes, yes. Mm. Ah. yes ah. yes The word backstage at yesterday's Impact Wrestling taping in Florida was that the photo of Matt Hardy and Ed Nornholm that Hardy tweeted was actually taken a week or so ago in Toronto when Hardy was in town for a WWE live event there. There has been speculation that there was a settlement between the two sides, and it's possible that there was paperwork signed. As, the reported, as reported here on Beastix, the reality is that Anthem had already thrown in the towel when the decision was made to let all former talents have the rights to their gimmicks, trademarks, and copyrights. Yes! Oh, wow! Oh, wow! Oh. <sighs> That's 90% of what I did while you were gone. That's good. Cool. <laughs>
0: I was holding it for a while and then I had to check on the kids and then I go to take a piss man and it fucking looks like a goddamn tampon in my fucking toilet my poor son had my poor son had a bloody nose and he had it you know he clogged it up with a damn tissue and got it in there threw it in the toilet and didn't flush it I go open it up and there's a big fucking wad of bloody fucking tissue in there I don't live with women I shouldn't have to fucking see
1: that shit (laughs) Damn it. Yeah. Oh
0: uh, uh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> My dog came and joined us, so that's cool. She she's good. She knows what she's doing. So All right, just, I will let you take it back. With we, the next we, tweet. We knocked off the first tweet. Yeah. Alright. Next one is from our friend at Beef Sticks Podcast. We love him. We respect him. We give him shit, but we hope to have him on the show sometime. Vince Russo! Vince Russo brings up a pretty obvious point. Vince Russo tweeted, Russo Ferrara being snubbed to Raw 25th Anniversary? You can write all the revisionist propaganda you want. We'll never change the numbers. That will be there long after we're both gone. We all need to humble ourselves. Everybody was great during that period, especially the fans. Um, does everybody know Russo Ferreira, Pasty?
1: I know Russo. I'm not sure about Ferrera. So
0: Vince Russo and Ed Ferrera were the two head writers during what what you would call the Attitude Era. They're the ones that helped create the Vince McMahon character, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mick Foley winning the title, China, DX, Sable blah 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 they were the two guys that that basically made were in charge during the biggest ratings of wwe they also both went to work for wcw in late 99 um seen some of wcw's worst stuff but they did a lot of very good things there also with the new blood storylines and stuff so uh i agree with vince russo um they were they were only big behind the scenes though, so I don't know that they have to be a part of WWE Raw, but they definitely need to be acknowledged. Because honestly,
1: this this whole tweet to me says that Vince Russo is a little jealous that they didn't ask him to come be on it. He would have turned them down, but I think I think you know. Oh, I think he's with the, he's... With the big twelve-year-old baby that Vince Russo is.
0: I think he's super, He just wanted to be asked. Yeah, I think he's super, super uh, um, jealous that they didn't ask him to be on it. But, I don't like, think
1: WWE is slanting or slandering him in any way by doing this Raw 25th anniversary show.
0: No, they're not, but I do agree that...
1: And I do wish that he would be there. You, he you should to, be yeah, there. You have
0: to acknowledge that him and Ed Ferreira both um, were a key reason why WWE is where it's at today. Now, again, they weren't on-screen characters, so should they be, like, on camera at the 25th anniversary show? Probably not, but in the weeks leading up to it where they're showing all these clips, should they mention them? Why, why not?
1: Yeah, I oh think, I think they
0: should. All right, we're going into Pasty's favorite territory, and that is Wendy. Hey, I told you about this. And did you look up the Wendy's tweets after last week? You know what? I've just happened to notice tweets that have been coming, and I've noticed that you're right. They are awesome with their tweets.
1: I didn't go yeah, to the find them. They are. Uh, and every fast food chain has attempted to, to one-up them and failed.
0: I still I still say Arby's has the best um, um, social media PR, like all their videos and their, their different Facebook posts. But Wendy's have the best tweet. Arby's owns Facebook. Wendy's owns Twitter. Basically. Yeah. So, Kenny King... Uh, so, apparently, a little backstory here, folks. Wendy's had a roast day. Where you go on there, and you ask Wendy's to roast you, and they would do it. So, Kenny King, who a lot of you know... uh as former X Division champion, former Ring of Honor champion, former Ring of Honor tag team champion, with All Night Express, uh, just uh, on and on and on. Kenny King, we know Kenny King. He he uh, tweeted Wendy saying, "Wendy's, I was late. Can I get a late roast?" And Wendy's responded with, "You forgot about National Roast Day? Guess it was about as memorable as your X Division Championship reign." Which is good. I like that.
1: But it's yeah. even better yeah.
0: because Kenny King then responded with, There were two. But dang, son, I guess I asked for that.
1: <laughs> so not only
0: was it not memorable, neither one was memorable. <laughs> then we got Lance Storm. Folks may remember Lance Storm from WCW. I don't know if he ever appeared in WWE after they bought WCW. He might have. I think Um, he did. He's probably best remembered, though, for his time in uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling and in ECW. Um, He was in a tag team called the Impact Players with him and Chris Jericho. And they're one of the best fucking tag teams you will ever see. Go on YouTube and look up the Impact Players and uh, you will see some good fucking shit. From long before either one was in WCW or WWE, Lance Storm. He 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 uh, he wrote Twitter, and he said, um, "Well, he responded to Twitter." I'm sorry. And Wendy said, "They they were talking to Impact Wrestling because okay, we actually didn't talk about this. This is kind of big news. Maybe we should talk about it. Impact Wrestling has changed back." To a four sided ring, a square, from their six sided ring, or their sectagon. Am I saying that right? Sectagon? I think so. Sectagon. We're gonna. Say sextagon. It's no, it's not sextagon. You just wanted to say sex. <laughs> um Cetagon is seven. I think it's Sectagon. A pen no, a Pentagon is five. Yeah, Septagon. Sect- We'll say Sectagon. Anyway, so they changed it back to a square ring. So Wendy's tweeted you know our stance on cheeseburgers. We're a big fan of Square. To where Lance Storm said, Wendy- Wendy's has the best Twitter. That's all he said. He said, Wendy's has the best Twitter. So Wendy's responded to him, Are you being serious for a minute? Um, if you don't know Lance Storm, that's probably not funny. And you're probably like, Why the fuck am I still listening to this podcast? <laughs> if you did know Lance Storm... His whole gimmick was that he was super serious. And he kind of was in real life, too. But he would go in the middle of the ring, and all the people in the audience would be doing stuff and all that. And he'd take the mic and he'd be like, can I be serious for a minute? And he'd just have a serious look on his face. Can I be serious for a minute? And then he'd go and cut a (laughs) promo, a heel promo, where he was just super no he had no charisma he had no he's one of those guys that made no charisma his gimmick most people fail because they have no charisma he was like i have no charisma that's my gimmick <laughs> so um yeah i still love the fact that wendy's is a big wrestling fan that's all we had for twit uh uh to tweet, Two tweet! Like I said, I'm going to try to get better at this and uh, pop them on to uh, Facebook tomorrow right away so you can get them. I did get last week's on Facebook, though. It is Facebook.com forward slash Beef Sticks Podcast if you want to see those. There were a couple that didn't get on here, and I think there's a couple this week also that didn't get on here that just... Some of them aren't as funny if you don't see them. Like, some of them are pictures and stuff like that, and it's like, ah... So check us out, Beefsticks, uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Beef Sticks Podcast, or just go to Facebook and search Beef Sticks Podcast. All right, we have a Jerry of the Week again. Boom! Jerry of the Week. Boom! Boom! This week, Jerry is Pop TV, folks. Pop TV. You know what? This is a Jerry. uh, I'm giving him Jerry of the week, but I kind of understand what happened. But there wasn't a lot of Jerry's this week, which is always a good thing. And this was, this was to me like, yeah, yeah, you were a Jerry. So I'm giving it to Pop TV, whether they deserve it or not. So, according to Conan, you all remember Conan, uh, 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 um, K-Dog, Max Moon in WWE way back when in a mask for like one fucking show you know k-dog anyways (laughs) according to conan the barbed wire massacre match which would see ove which was ohio versus everything uh for those of you who don't know that's sammy callahan who used to be um oh what did they call him in wwe for a cup of coffee pasty
1: Oh, my God. Um, he was uh, the hacker.
0: Um, Solomon Crow. They called him Solomon Yeah, there Crow. you go. Yep. Sammy, Zane, who used, or Sammy, sorry, Sammy Callahan, <laughs> who used to be Solomon Crow in WWE, with the former Ohio Is for Killers, Dave and Jake Crist, um, which is an awesome underrated tag team. Go check them out. They had a match against LAX, Homicide, Santana, and Angel Ortiz. This was a barbed wire massacre match. It apparently will not be airing on the upcoming episode of Impact on Pop TV, but it will be available on Twitch. This feud has been built up since before November's Bound for Glory between OVE and LAX. Um, who has the best tag team that's only three letters, you know what I mean? Right. And it's being billed as the main event, has been billed as the main event for this upcoming week's show. According to Conan, the move was done because Pop TV deemed the match too violent. Those bitches. Nobody watches your fucking network anyways. (laughs) Right, right. The match would have been, they could have made history. Pop TV could have made history. The match would have been the very first barbed wire, no rope match, which aired on national television in America. They bitched out and they pulled it. Their main fucking event. They bitched out and pulled it. It's going to air on Twitch. I recommend fucking watching this. Um, it's, it's already been recorded. I've heard it's a good match. Find it online. It's a barbed wire massacre match. OVE. If you know Ohio is for killers or you know fucking Sammy Callahan, you know they're fucking ruthless. Homicide, Angel Ortiz, Santana, badass, LAX. Uh, Pop, why are you fucking making a search for it? We could have watched it on the fucking cable network, and now you're making a search for it. You're a fucking right. Jerry. You're a fucking Jerry.
1: Fucking Jerry. I mean, it's just a barbed wire match, too. I mean, it can be brutal, but there could be worse things. There could definitely be worse things than a barbed wire match.
0: We see... The, the thing is, they, they get so gun-shy with wrestling. The kind of shit that you see on cable TV on other shows... It's fucking ruthless. You see people murdered on a lot of shows on cable TV. Yes. And they just cause it's wrestling, they they fucking puss out on these things. It's like just go with it. Just go. Lucha Underground will do it on L Rey Network. They've had some brutal fucking bloody
1: matches. Oh yeah. oh yeah.
0: Shit.
1: Just do it. Yeah.
0: It's our Jerry and week!
1: Jerry the Week! Fucking Pop TV. You fucking Jerry. You cocksucker. You fucking so and so.
0: Okay, oh, Steve. That's all I have for this week. You have anything uh, we, we need to talk about, bring up, do, shenanigans? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I have a kind of a runner up Jerry of the Week. I suppose I should throw that graphic back up here for this. Jerry at Mango! The Jerry I ran across this week, and it's kind of a stupid thing. But um The Rock has been teaming up with BuzzFeed Video and doing, like, The Rock reviews, and he looks back on his career, and he talks about things. Like, he did one with his first movie role as The Scorpion King. Uh, this one that they just released is him talking about all of his times being on, uh, on Saturday Night Live. Maybe this isn't new. Maybe this isn't new. But, um... There was the cold open where uh, he was the rock Obama. Yep. And he does the Hulk out thing because Obama was generally a level-headed president. You never saw him get angry, and so they wanted to explore that, and it wound up being a cold open. It's not that often that the host of the show is a part of the cold open. It's rarely done. So they go all the way through it, and live from New York, it's Saturday night! And then it cuts back to the rock studio, Oh, man, it was so good to say that. One of the most common things you could do on television is say, live from New York, it's Saturday Night Live! Facepalm.
0: Live from New York, it's Saturday (laughs) Night!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's so hype about it! And just facepalm. And that also kind of ties me into um, when The Rock was announced that he was doing the soundtrack for WWE 2018, he went on this big spiel about how important for him to have music from Tech 9 and and in his rant about the, the music on there. He talked about Tech 9. Tech 9's great legend. And then he turned around and talked about Mayday. And anybody who's a fan of strange music knows Mayday is a group of chumsies and a varying amount of backing band members. And he
0: calls it a person. But he
1: referred to them as one person. <laughs> yeah, one person. So we only gave one person credit and he says they're his favorite group out there now. No they're fucking not.
0: Yeah, he's never heard Honestly,
1: of them. <laughs> all that had led me to believe that Tech Nine probably met up with Rock in Hollywood somewhere, at a club, partied with them and then paid them off a bunch of money to be their corporate celebrity yep. to get them further in the game. Cuz exactly. he obviously Knows nothing about his favorite group in hip hop right now. Exactly, <laughs> and it, it upsets me at how many people who are fans of the music that just gave him a pass on it. You no, no, no. Call it's been on out there. He's it. been posting awesome. videos of his favorite workout music for years, and Mayday was always one of them. And all this time later, you still think Mayday is one person? Oh, fuck yourself! Right. <laughs> I love you, rock, but god damn it. No, the reason think, you don't got hair is because you're a fucking blonde and you
0: shave it. I think that's definitely a Jerry man. You don't don't fake the funk, man. Don't fake the funk. If you don't know, you don't know. Don't fake the funk. <laughs> um, I did think about it while you were talking. I do have something else to say about wrestling. Before I do though, uh, The Rock, actor. I watched the new Jumanji. Strongly fucking recommend it. I'm a '90s kid who loved the original Jumanji. And I thought I was going to hate this new one. I loved it. One of the better movies I've seen in 2017.
1: Really how they tied the board game to the video game, I was definitely more impressed with it. I still haven't seen was, it yet.
0: I was happy that they explained why it's a video game and not a board game. Because that was one of my biggest complaints. Yeah. And they explain it. They explain it, like, within the first 10 minutes. So I, I'm glad they did that. Because they do. It's, just, it's not just like, oh, hey, here's a Jumanji video game. No, they explain why it's a video game and not a board game. So it's cool. I'm just going to say I recommend it, folks. Go out there and check it out. One of the better movies. How, of how is I've like watched.
1: playing a teenage girl? Is it wonderful?
0: It's actually, I thought it was going to be overdone, and he does it just enough that it works. He doesn't overdo it. He does it like almost the perfect amount to where it's like, Okay this isn't the butt of every Fucking joke in fact It's very few jokes are made At Jack Black's expense as the, the Teenage girl and the ones that do Work So that that's kind of cool um, But wrestling related um, My I, I don't make New Year's resolutions But I have a goal for this year And that is to make beef sticks um, To get back to What we kind of originally wanted Was for it to be not just, and it isn't, but not just a WWE um, podcast, but a wrestling podcast. So I'm going to try to to take in more Ring of Honor and New Japan shows and just talk briefly about them. So New Japan had a New Year's bash. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it probably tomorrow or the next day, maybe Sunday. But I did want to say some interesting things are going on, folks. Um, we had, um, Jay White, who faced Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom 12, was, was given the uh, new membership of Bullet Club. Kenny Omega called him out, the new member of Bullet Club. Yep. Brought him out there, gave him the shirt. It was awesome. Jay White turned on him, ripped the shirt off. He's a part of Chaos, O'Connor's faction. Badass. It's cool. It's great. I love that. I love to see Bullet Club get snubbed there. That was kind of neat.
1: Isn't and then to top all that off. off, didn't Cody go after Kenny Omega?
0: That's what I'm going. That's, that, that's the
1: fucking kick,
0: man. That, that's what I'm getting to. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> um, Ibushi was getting attacked by the Bullet Club, Cody in particular. And uh, Kenny Omega, who is former partner with Cody Ibushi, came out to help his friend. He's like, no, don't fuck with him. Don't, don't, why are you doing this? He's, he's cool. He's cool. He's not Bullet Club, but he's cool. Don't hurt him. And so Cody and Ken Omega got in kind of a little fucking huff, reigniting what, they've had some problems in the past. They've had problems in the past. Yeah. This kind of reignited that. Um, The latest edition of Being the Elite, which I watched, actually had them sitting at a, uh, at a restaurant eating food. And Cody and Kenny are just staring at each other, eating, like, burn. Uh, Kenny Omega ends up throwing a fit. They come up with some ideas for some stuff. He's like, you never include me in anything. <laughs> you know, you guys, why Why am I even here? You guys don't do anything. And they're like, Kenny, Kenny, come on. We love you. We include you in everything. And they're like, hey, we even got you the new sweatshirt. What does it say on the back? And it says, uh, it, it's both up on the front, and it says cast on the back. Like casts of a TV show would have, like, cast. And Kenny Omega's like, cast, yeah, might as well say cast away, because you guys just treat me like I'm gone and I'm nothing. And as he walks away, the back of his shirt says cast away. <laughs> and they're like, dude, why'd you put castaway on there? And I think it's, I think it's like Nick Buck is like, the printer screwed up, man. I, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. <laughs> So it just <laughs> passed away as he walks away sulking. So yeah, so there's a lot of things happening. Um, um, do we, we see Co- Kenny
1: Omega leaving the Bullet Club and uh, leaving the Elite?
0: Probably. Or do we but, see Cody
1: being expelled?
0: To To be fair, uh, folks who want uh, Kenny Omega to show up at Royal Rumble because this happened last year, he has signed yeah. a new contract with Ring of Honor yep. or with uh, New Japan. He's not at the Rumble. He's sticking with New Japan. Um, Jericho attacked Tetsu, uh, Tetsuya Naito, so Tetsuya yep. Naito Buzz and Jericho, mostly uh,
1: ensuring that Chris Jericho will be back in WWE anytime soon.
0: <laughs> no way, he's 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 Makes loving it. What turns one
1: I want him. Home. He's doing so good out there, but I want him home so bad.
0: <laughs> I, he's got such amazing <laughs> matches right now. Let him do it. It's awesome. It's fucking great. Great. Um. And um, was that it I had to say? I thought maybe Okada had something going on. I know Jay White said whenever you, you know, watch your back, Okada, because when I wanted, I'm coming for your title, even though he's in the Chaos faction. Um, so Tetsuyo Naito, Tetsuya Naito, and Jericho, we had Omega and Cody. Um, It's all I got right now. I might be forgetting something. But I'm going to try to keep everybody up on things. I'm going to try to watch some more stuff. I'm going to just throw in some random uh, shows here and there. Any of the bigger shows. Ring of Honor doesn't have a pay-per-view until, uh, is it March, I think? But I'll try to catch some, some of the Ring of Honor shows. So that's kind of my goal going forward is to just give you guys a quick... Half-hour segment of at least all the other shit going on that isn't WWE. I know we talk about it in the news, but we don't. We've kind of gotten away from covering the shows unless they're really big. So we'll see if it takes up too much time. Maybe not.
1: We'll see. And my New Year's resolution is to bring a little bit more new format to the show I, I know we've been talking about this for a while at least behind the scenes i definitely want to get some more insight and perspective on things in the wrestling industry from people within the industry themselves Yes, that's right i definitely want to get some interviews on the show you know what a month would be great one every week would be phenomenal i would just like to get us headed in that direction this year
0: and don't forget, Butter Pop Culture, coming to a fucking podcast near you.
1: Some next-level shit, man.
0: Damn right. With that being said, I'm all out of fucking shit.
1: You're all out of shit, and I gotta piss, because I hold it for the whole show like a trooper.
0: No, I don't. I just let it go, and that's why I don't have to you drink water. all that cranberry juice like you have to. I don't <laughs> drink any cranberry juice. <laughs>
1: vodka in it. Cranberry
0: juice and vodka is a delicious dish.
1: <laughs> All right, folks.
0: I love you like a lovesick puppy.
1: And I love you even more. Beef Six Podcast. We out. That was fun. Off the
0: air? <clears throat> that was very fun. Yes, I'm off the air. What's up?
1: Um, since Ron's already sleeping in the bedroom, can you sleep, here in the sleep in the bedroom? Can you see in the